Hello, and welcome to DFS Deep Dive. My name is Brian Craighead. My co-host tonight is going to be Jordan. Jordan, how are you doing this evening? I'm good, Brian. As always, we're closer to Sunday. That's right. One day closer. Um, coming off a Thursday night game, I have got do not have Amazon Prime, so I kept up with it on CBS Sportsline, but I don't think I missed any real activity. How, how was the game last night? I was ugly all the way around. Um, I had an early lineup that I did earlier in the week that had Pacheco as captain, and uh, that lineup did really well. I didn't have enough Kelsey. Uh, I didn't expect him to uh, go for 120, what, 121 yards, 129 yards. I don't know. But, yeah, he had a game. Were, were you able to cash anywhere? Uh, yeah, I, I picked up a little bit, So, but nothing major. As long as it cashed a little bit, that's the important thing. So Right. Like you said, we're ready. We're ready for week six. Um, just like last week, we got we got a couple of teams on by this week. Um, it's going to be the Steelers and the Packers are only two teams. But uh, I would encourage those. We're a DFS show. Um, that being said, I, I imagine we we both probably play some redraft and and dynasty perhaps. But uh, keep in mind that next next week is by Mageddon, as I like to call it. It's uh, six teams on by next week so i like to prepare a week ahead of time in any redraft league so just keep that in mind um we've also got several primetime games that last night did not wind up being much of a primetime game but the chiefs won 19 to 8 over the broncos on sunday morning we got another london game it's going to be the ravens and the titans on sunday night we have the um, Giants playing at the Bills. Uh, seems like about half the Giants players, including Daniel Jones, are out this week. And then last but not least, I think what could be one of the more exciting, if not the most exciting game of the weekend, to me anyway, I'm excited to see it. It's the Cowboys traveling to, to, traveling to play the Chargers on Monday Night Football. So I think that'll be pretty good. Uh, as always, I want to go over a few games that have what we kind of expect to be higher implied totals. The Dolphins are sitting at thirty at thirty-one. The Rams sitting at an implied total of twenty-eight. The Jaguars are sitting at twenty-five. You've got the Vikings sitting at twenty-four. They're playing at the Bears at twenty-one. You've also got the Bengals sitting at twenty-four. And they're playing versus Seattle, which is at 21. I think that could be pretty exciting. You got the Lions sitting at 24, playing at the Bucks. Uh, Bucks totals 20. And then last but not least, you got the Eagles sitting at 24. They're playing at the Jets 17. And I, I, I'd love for Jordan to um, jump, uh, hop in on any of this that he wants to, but it uh, seems like a really big week of injuries to me. What, what, what did you think about all that, Jordan? Yeah, if you look so like the last few weeks we've had uh, uh we've had a couple games with uh, over 50 point totals and those have kind of been the ones that really leapt out on the sheet. This week isn't, you know, there's two games at 48 and a half for an implied uh total um one at 45 and a half and then a couple at 44 and a half and all the ones that you mentioned is those are all the games that I wrote in my article was the same thing, you know. I mean, I think all those Matt, you really have to you really have to look at, at, I mean, there's not just that one game where you can be like, oh, you know, Chiefs, Minnesota, yep, I'm all over. Or Bills, Miami, I'm all over it. 
this is one where, you know, you can pick and choose. Um, and I think uh, it's going to leave ownerships and stuff really, really dispersed across the board. Yeah. Um, we'll go over positional plays um, here shortly. But one thing I no- noticed to me anyway is that there seemed to be a lot of opportunity with lower priced quarterbacks that you don't always sh- always see out there. Um, that was one thing that kind of stood out to me. And like I was saying, there were several big injuries this week that uh, as of today, um, with Khalil Herbert being added to the short-term IR, there, there was five players this week alone that got put on short-term injured reserve. And that means you had to sit out four weeks. Um, those guys, you got Justin Jefferson, uh, Devon A-Chain. You've also got Anthony Richardson. James Conner. And like I said, today, you actually had Khalil Herbert added to the mix. So that um, Khalil Herbert was uh, was um, already out, but then he got added to short-term IR. Then also, you got a handful of guys that um, are going to be um, out this week. So Rashawn Johnson for the Bears. So with Rashawn Johnson and also Khalil Herbert being out, that leads uh, to a De- Deontay Foreman uh, situation. Uh, like I said, Khalil Herbert is out. Um, Jameer Gibbs is out this week. Um, not that he ever plays or matters. Juju Smith-Schuster is out. Deshaun Watson is out. Miles Sanders is out. Daniel Jones also out. Jawan Jennings and Zay Jones. So just keep in mind when setting your lineups this weekend that those guys are not going to be playing. And then you got a few others that are going to be coming in as questionable. You've got Sam Laporta. I think he'll play. He went through a walkthrough today, but he's the number one tight end um, across redraft leagues. T. Higgins uh, with his broken ribs. He, he practiced in full today and Typically, that means you'll play, but we shall see. Uh, you got Njoku for uh, the Browns. And then also you got Marquise Brown um, that's listed as questionable. Names we got going on is Elijah Mitchell and Tank Dale. So just keep all those names in mind. Jordan, did um, you want to share your lineup with us this week? Yeah, yeah. Let's get rolling with that. So, and just to speak on the uh, the David Njoku injury, I didn't realize that he burned himself like that. Did you did you see any of that? I did not see the video, or 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 overall, I did see that he had burned himself. As I understand that he burned himself, I think prior to playing in week four. Yeah, I didn't realize it was like I knew that he popped up on the injury report late, but yeah, that was he's got some gnarly burns, man. I, yeah. He was talking about how he's lucky to have his vision and still be, still be walking around, but. Oh, that's God. awful. Yeah. I, I saw that he gotten burned, but I didn't know the extent of it. What, uh, do you know the details of what may have happened? Um, something with a, with a fire pit incident. I don't know exactly what happened. I didn't get to read the full article. I was just kind of scrolling through Twitter and uh, it popped up and yeah, he's got, he, you know, he's, he's got some pretty severe third degree burns on his face. It's uh, it's pretty gnarly. So kudos to that guy for toughing that one out and being able to play through it. Well, that's the amazing thing is that, so it happened week four prior to week four, they had the week five bye, and now two weeks later, he's still dealing with it. So it may be something, gosh, I mean, that just has to be awful burns. Oh yeah. All right. So let me jump in here. 
so um this is the final this is kind of like a first look um but uh so i started off with joe burrow at 6300 uh raheem mostert 6400 deandre swift at 6100 dj moore at 6500 kj osborne at 4400 garrett wilson at 6000 Logan Thomas, 3,500. Jamar Chase at 8,300. And then the Bears defense at a cheap price of $2,500. That's a nice lineup. I had uh, I had something similar. Actually, I've got three out of your nine players on, on, my, on my roster as well. And a couple of the other guys that you mentioned, like Logan Thomas and DJ Moore, were, were in my lineup at one point in time. I made some adjustments. Um, kind of last minute before before we headed on the show but yeah um you and i have some pretty similar lineups Bur um i uh burrow kind of I, I mean finally finally turned things around last week so i was glad to see that and DraftKings did not adjust his price the way they should have he should be in my book he should be closer to 6800 7000 range i think don't you Oh yeah, he only went up a hundred dollars from last week. So you know, I mean, if he pulls out another, even another, you know, he pulled out twenty-seven point four points last week. So, I mean, he four point, you know, four and a half x his salary. So if he can do, you know, even even twenty points this week, you know, at that price, he's still paying off. And Mostert is in your lineup. He's in mind too. Um, one thing our listeners need to keep in mind is, like I said, A Chain is on short term IR, so he's out. And then they were going to activate, or they were going to they they've opened his practice window. But Jeff Jeffrey Wilson Jr. they opened his pre three week practice window this week, and I honestly thought he was going to play. Um, but now today he was listed as doubtful, so it's very possible that Mostert gets that entire backfield minus Salvan Ahmed as uh, to himself. So yeah, sitting at sixty four hundred, they didn't adjust his price either. Um, you know, they had adjusted it down. A-Chain is actually currently, I think, the third highest, second or third highest price, price running back on the slate, maybe second off the top of my head. Yeah, second overall behind McCaffrey at 7,400. So, you know, they just did not uh, adjust Mostert up, I don't think. So you've always got to be looking at those discrepancies that it's kind of like horse racing. You see a morning line that uh, isn't uh, properly adjusted for certain factors. And you make those adjustments yourself and you get a good betting line. And that's what we're doing here. We're playing odds and we're playing opportunity. So, yeah, I think the biggest reason why is just a lot of these injuries, like a lot of them got banged up on Sunday afternoon and then nothing really happened until, you know, late Monday, early Tuesday. So DraftKings for their contest, they, you know, they've already got the pricing set. So, you know, by Monday night, they've got the yeah. contest ready to go. So, you know, I mean, but now it just, it, it gives you a dilemma because there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of players that you can really get to that it just, it's like, oh man, this guy's in a good matchup. Oh, this guy's super cheap and in a good matchup. Oh, this guy's got the backfield to himself. So it's, uh, it'll be interesting on how some people build. Oh, exactly. And then um, another guy that I, I didn't use my initial lineup, but uh, Chuba Hubbard's going to be at $4,300. And he's got, uh, with Miles Sanders being out, he's kind of got the backfield to himself. I don't, I don't know if I love the match, love the matchup or even the player, but at $4,300, it's uh, 
kind of hard to get away from away from that if you wanted to go cheap. So it's like you said, there's a lot of opportunity. So I'm gonna go over mine real quick. Like I said, I've got some similarities to you. I uh, I, I I love the Burrow Chase stack, so I went with that as well. Bur- um, Mostert, I also went with him sitting at $6,400. My other running back is going to be uh, David Montgomery at the Bucks. He's sitting at $7,300. Along with Chase, my two wide receivers are Christian Kirk sitting at $5,400. They're playing the Colts. And I've got Adam Thielen, and they are playing at the Dolphins. And he's sitting at, uh, I believe it's 5,900. Yeah, 5,900. And then along with that, my tight end, I I went back to the well again. Uh, Kyle Pitts didn't hurt me last week, so I'm going to go with him again at 3,500. I really love this guy. Um, As a a comeback player to – as a comeback player – to the Jaguars player, I went with Josh Downs at $4,100. Like I said earlier, uh, Gardner Minshew is going to get the start this week. I almost went with the Gardner Minshew, Josh Downs stack because it's so inexpensive and allows you an opportunity to, to really build other other places. And last but not least, I went with the Lions defense at the Bucks, and they're sitting at $2,700. So, so that's my lineup for the week. Yeah, I think when I started my build, I had uh, I had Minshew, I had Minshew to to Downs as well. Did you really? Yeah, that's how I started it. That's how I started my build, and yeah, like you said, I mean, it just lets you get to you get to anything you want. Oh man, that that opened up the whole slate. Um, and in some of my lineups, I imagine I'll, I'll go with that. That uh, it's kind of hard, kind of hard to bypass that cheap. Um, combined, they're nine, they're ninety one hundred dollars, so it's kind of hard to to bypass that to allow yourself to go elsewhere. So exactly. So do we want to do a commercial before we do any of our position reveals or what yeah. do we want to Yeah, let's do that. I'll, uh, we'll go with a uh, commercial from Durham modeling here real quick before we jump into uh, the player breakdown. Serving the quad cities area since 1973 and with over 50 years of excellence on their track record, you'll see why it's so easy to trust their experts when it comes to all of your home improvement projects. This family-owned business has you covered on all your needs. Protect your home or building from the elements today and get great roof repair services. Need new windows? No problem. Durham Remodeling can upgrade your windows and doors. Whether you want to upgrade the little details in your home or office or want to tear a room down and start fresh, the expert contractors at Durham Remodeling have your back. Even the smallest changes can completely transform your space. Ready to start entertaining your friends for backyard barbecues? Durham Remodeling will help you plan, design, and build your deck and patio for the perfect outdoor space. Durham Remodeling's work is 100% guaranteed, so you can rest assured that you're getting the best service around. Call 309-786-6715 today for your free estimate for all your roofing, siding, flooring, windows, and painting needs. That's Durham Remodeling, 309-786-7715. 6715. So now we're going to go into our quarterback review. And like I said, um, 
There are so many good options here. There's first of all, there's only a total of, I believe it's 10 games on this slate this week, which would be 20, 20 quarterbacks. And to be honest with you, I only, I only did not like maybe seven or eight. It seems like every time I was going through the matchups, I, I always looked for fantasy points given up by the opposing defenses. Well, every time I would look over a player, he would have, I mean, yeah, there's, there's matchups that aren't great. And like I said, maybe seven or eight, it didn't write down. But there were some pretty juicy matchups. And usually I don't I don't find myself going cheap at quarterback, but I thought like Gardner Minshew would definitely be an option if, if I wanted to go that route. So Yeah, when I wrote Yeah. I wrote my article and it seemed like I was just going down the list and I'm like, Yeah, this guy's got a good matchup. Yep, he's good too. Yep, he's good too. So Yeah, I was kind of surprised. You don't typically see that. And I didn't necessarily see it across all positions, but it seemed like quarterback in, in, in particular really stood out as options. So, Oh yeah. So my first one I, I wrote down was uh, Jalen hurts at the jets. He's sitting at at 8,200 uh, Tua versus the Panthers sitting at 7,600. I've got Justin Fields. Who's been as hot as any quarterback here lately with his connection with DJ Moore. Uh, he's playing versus the Vikings, sitting at 7,300. Um, I don't love this without Je- without Justin Jefferson, but I could be talked into Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's got a, a really good matchup. Bears are awful against the pass. I am a little concerned without Jefferson, but almost almost too good a matchup to pass up in some ways. I'm he might, might might not be my number one choice, but he, he definitely would be a choice. He's sitting at 7,100. Then we, we've got Trevor Lawrence. I, I really like this game, as you can tell. I've got Minshew as well. So I got Trevor Lawrence sitting at uh, 6,500 against the Colts. Jared Goff, he's playing at the Bucks at 6,400. Our joint choice of Joe Burrow at 6,300. I like Matthew Stafford going against the Cardinals at 6,100. I didn't mind Geno Smith at Cincinnati sitting at 5,700. Then I've also got uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker's been really surprising this year coming off of a bye week. He's playing against the Lions at 5,400. And last but not least, since I've already mentioned Minshew pretty much the whole show, was Desmond Ritter versus the Commanders sitting at uh, five and even five thousand? So those were my guys. Did you have anybody you'd like to add? Uh, the only other person that I liked that you didn't have on there was, and 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 I'm going to get some grief for it, but Bryce Young. So um, it's sitting at fifty one hundred, going up against the high powered Miami offense. You know he's going to have to throw. I mean, it's just it's it's a given. Uh, scored 20 points. That was his best uh, fantasy output last week. 247 yards, three touchdowns. Threw the ball 41 times. Um, he does rush a little bit with his legs. I just Miami's defense is kind of middle of the pack. Um, and like I said, they're going to have to throw just to keep pace with them. So I could see uh, Bryce Young and Adam Thielen being a thing. Um, you know, Bryce Young, Hayden Hurst, Bryce Young, and DJ Chark. There's, I, I wrote up a few of the Panthers uh, wide receivers, but he was the only guy who um, 
he was really the only guy who I, I, I had on my list that you didn't. Um, one mention uh, was uh, I, I thought about getting down to Zach Wilson again. He burned me last week. Um, I had a really, really good lineup going until it hit the afternoon game. Noon game. It was like, God, I still have my quarterback left. I'm good to go. And uh, it got me like 11 points or something like that, 9.6. So uh, it, it took a, what could have been a, a first-place lineup to a, to a top 100 lineup. Yeah, but you still need, you still need to get a shout out. Um, in the lineup you put in on air last week, um, or at least or at least the one that we shared together, and in, in the um, four man competition that um, DJ put together, you scored over 190 points. So I mean, you had an yeah. awesome. My, yeah, I was like 50, which which would cash most weeks as well. So we had a pretty good week in general. Yeah, I think, I, like I said, I was I just missed on the quarterback. I mean, that was really it. I had Jamar Chase. Uh, I was all over. I talked about all uh, Brees Hall and David Montgomery last week. They both smashed. Tyreek Hill had a good game. Um, yeah, I really, honestly, I just whiffed on quarterback. Yeah, but the Atlanta Braves would like to whiff like that. So, Oh, I was, oh, God, what a, can you just, can you imagine that? I mean, all the, all the favorite teams except for the Astros out of the World Series are. It's been a weird, playoffs. It's been a weird series, divisional series. I, uh, I'm a Reds fan. We didn't make the playoffs, but I, since I was watched baseball towards the end of the year, all the way through the end of the year, I've, I watched some of the playoffs so far. So definitely some interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet on the Phillies to take uh, to take Game Four yesterday, just because they've just been hot. So I, I took them straight up. They were, you know, they were getting a point and a half, and. Um, yeah, they didn't disappoint. It was a nice, uh, nice little win. So, so if you were asked with four teams left, who who you think is going to win the World Series? Who you got? Honestly, um, I've got. I couldn't tell you who's going to win because I think there's two really hot teams. But who I think it's going to be in this in the World Series will be the Rangers and uh, Rangers and Philly. Oh wow! Uh, and I think that I think that series um, I think that series could go to six you know six possibly seven games, but. Yeah, I got the Rangers and Phillies. That's awesome. Yeah, I I, I would definitely agree with Philly. Uh, the the Astros Rangers seems to me a toss up, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I think that I, I don't know. I think the Rangers have a chip on their shoulder. Um, you know, they led the they led the division for 150 games or 148 games for the you know damn near the whole season, and then uh, lost it there in the last few weeks. But they're getting hot at the right time. I'm trying to think. Have they have they lost a playoff game yet? No, no. They had two sweeps. They went two and zero against I think the the or the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays maybe. Yeah, and then they came out and just swept uh, Minnesota. So yeah, I think the Rangers beat or not Minnesota. Who the hell did they play? I could be wrong. No, it's gonna bug me now. So I can look. Um. Yeah, it wasn't the Twins. Oh, Baltimore. Yeah, they came out and they swept Baltimore, and then they beat uh, um, the Blue Jays. Nope, I lied. The Rays. God, I suck at baseball. Yeah, swept the Rays in two games, and then swept the Orioles in three. It's it's been big. So, you want to do a running backs? Oh yeah, I'm down for that. All right, all right. So, this one comes with an asterisk, but. Christian McCaffrey, uh, Mr. October, as they keep calling him, scored 20, 20 touchdowns in the month of October for his entire career. 
um, I'm, I wrote him up because he's 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 a beast. He's going to get all the work. Um, you said Elijah Mitchell's still hurting, so you know that leaves Jordan Mason as the as the guy kind of picking up the scraps. But um, I don't think I'm going to play him this week because at ninety five hundred dollars, he's got to put up forty five points. 45 points just to keep you on pace for a tournament or to hurt you in a tournament. But, uh, man, it, if anybody's got 40-point upside, it's this guy. So um, amazing is the gap between first and second in regards oh, it, to yeah. next prize. Yeah, I mean, and that was and that guy's on the IR. So, a, you know, A-chan's on the IR, but he was at 7,400. So, 2,100-point price difference. Um, that's crazy. Um so then I got to David Montgomery. David Montgomery, um, his price is really starting to come up, but as long as he's getting all the touches, I'm still going to be on this train. Uh, a little tougher matchup, Tampa Bay defense. They haven't been as good as they have been in years past against the run. Um, you know, they were always kind of a stout run defense, especially, you know, the last few years where Tom Brady was there. But um, you took Gibbs is out. So, you know, David Montgomery's got all the work again, you know, and Craig Reynolds isn't even factoring into it. So barring an injury, which you know, could happen, but um, – yeah, David Montgomery at 7,300. I mean, the guy, like I said, he's getting 25-plus touches, and he's getting receiving work. I mean, he's live to score every week. And the Lions are firing on all cylinders, too. So they get down to the goal line, and it's going to be Montgomery season. Then I went to uh, B. John Robinson. Um, everybody, I was on him a lot last week. Um, everybody was kind of on him in a really good matchup against Houston. He kind of dudded out, only put up 12 points. But um, he's always live to have a big day. And uh, they, they always talk about the stud off the dud narrative. So I hear a lot of people say that on their podcast. But, yeah, you know, some I mean, he hasn't really put up that studly score. He's had a few you know really good games, but um, yet to have a, a big ceiling game for his price anyway. <clears throat> so I think this is the cheapest that he's been. Yeah, 7,200 is the cheapest he's been since uh, opening day where he was 8,000. So. And I went to, I got Travis Etienne going up against the Colts. Uh, huge week last week. Um, 40 points, 136, uh, 136 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, caught four passes off five targets for 48 yards. Um, I like Etienne just because of this floor. He's getting all the work. Um, Tank Bigsby's not even a factor. And uh, the Colts are another team that can be run against uh, a little bit. Um, I skipped over. So, and this one's interesting, and this is, uh, you know, this will probably change. It's Friday night, but if you look at, if you look at ownerships right now, Josh Jacobs is the highest owner. He's the highest owned running back on the slate, highest owned running back on the slate. Um, I'm not a fan of Josh Jacobs. Uh, he just, he hasn't done it for me yet. Uh, he scored 28 points against the Chargers. Uh, which was his, really his only really good game. He had 20 points last week against Green Bay, but that's still only 3x his salary. I mean, he's sitting at, what, 7, 7K? Seven, I think, right? Yeah. So he's sitting at $7,000. I just – I don't see it. I don't see it. And if, and if he's going to be the highest owned running back on the slate, like, okay, that's it. That's an easy fade. Um, next guy I wrote up was Alvin Kamara, a huge focal point for this offense. Uh, he didn't have, you know, he didn't have the, the 15 targets that he had a week ago, you know, two weeks ago last week, but um, he still got a total of 25 touches as he gets more comfortable coming off his suspension, get some practice in there. Um, I think he's going to have uh, some huge weeks. He gets a plus matchup against Houston here. 
And I think this is the last week that we see him under 7,000. So 6,800 is a bargain for him. But I think he jumps up into the, the mid-sevens next week. Um, then I went right next to Kenneth Walker. Um, <clears throat> consistent touches every week. He's going to, you know, he's the workhorse there. Uh, Charbonnet's really not, really not contesting for anything. Honestly, if it's anybody who's contesting him, it's, uh, uh, DJ Dallas gets some, gets some looks in there, but, um, heavily involved going against the Bengals defense. Bengals are middle of the pack against the run. Well, I skipped over Jonathan Taylor uh, with him, with Zach Moss coming out and doing what he did last week, and Taylor just kind of getting, you know, kind of getting his feet wet. I think that'll change. I think the back, you know, if you look at the look at the matchups last week. <clears throat> um, Indianapolis, Zach Moss was on the field for eighty uh, percent of the snaps, where Jonathan Taylor only saw uh, he saw the rest. But um, yeah, Zach Moss got all the touches. Jonathan Taylor was kind of the, the the secondary guy. I do think that's literally just because he's you know his first game back from from the IR. They're kind of testing the waters. They don't want to break him yet. But um, I think they get more to a 50-50 split this week. But like I said, if Zach Moss is there sucking production, I don't want any part of Jonathan Taylor at sixty six hundred. Yeah, they uh, coaches came out this week and said they were going to ramp up. Taylor's Taylor's role, but I'll be honest. I, I don't know how you personally feel, but I, I would have a hard time going with either Moss or Taylor right now. That's exactly it. Like I said, they you know they're both explosive enough to where they can get the job done. But if they're you know if they're splitting touches, you know. So I mean, Zach Moss got how many touches last week? Twenty three. Jonathan Taylor got six. So you figure thirty touches between the two. I mean, that's fifteen touches, and that's not including uh, receiving work. Um, Zach Moss had two receptions. Jonathan Taylor had one. So you're talking, I mean, I guess if they were both, if you're guaranteeing me that they were both getting 15 to 18 touches. Okay. But you know, you don't, you just don't know. You don't know if they're going to ride the hot hand. You don't know what's going to happen. So That's the, uh, I think I'll, they're the kind of players that I would recommend playing in redraft, but not DFS. Exactly. Um, so then I jumped right down to, I skipped over him and I went to Kyron Williams. So last week I was off Kyron Williams. I've been on Kyron Williams this entire time. He's getting all the snaps. Um, Ronnie Rivers, you know, after they traded Cam Akers, he, he was out there for a hundred percent of the snaps, didn't get any rest. And then, uh, Ronnie Rivers has kind of been stealing a little bit here and there. And then he had a, a rough matchup last week against the Eagles, but now he gets a plus matchup against Arizona. His price hasn't changed. Um, he's still been floating around the, you know, the 6,000, the mid sixes. And, uh, I think I'm right back on him. Um, I, I think, uh, at the moment, if Raheem Mostert stays as high owned as he is, I'll probably come off Raheem Mostert and go to Kyron Williams just to be a little bit different in tournaments. Yeah. Um, uh, but, and speaking of Mostert, he's the guy I wrote up next, uh, H-Han. H-Han's not here for the next four weeks. So it goes back to Raheem Mostert's, uh, Back to his backfield. I mean, he's still 10, 10 attempts last week for 65 yards and a touchdown. Still getting receiving work. Um, I think Ahmed takes away some of his uh, some of his catches and some of his, uh, his PPR stats, but I don't think Ahmed gets uh, the I don't think he gets the carries, especially just kind of being just kind of being back because I don't think Ahmed's played since uh, 
Yeah, he he I, he he was active for week four, but didn't see the field. So um, and he didn't play in week three, and he was kind of mixing in in week one and two, but then A Chan over overtook that role. Yeah. Um. So I skipped over Mixon, skipped over Moss, uh, another guy who's really intriguing to me, and I can't believe that they haven't priced him up yet. Uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, dude's an animal. He's getting twenty touches per game between uh, between attempts and then uh, receiving work. Last week, 17 touches for 70 yards, six catches for 38. Uh, he's just, he's doing it all. The Jets run, de- you know, the Jets defense, like you think of the Jets and you're like, man, they got a really good defense. It's it's their secondary that's that's really good. Their run defense isn't isn't the greatest. So um, I do like DeAndre Swift a lot, and that's why he made my lineup. Or, yeah, DeAndre Swift, yeah. And that's why I made my lineup. Um, after that, I kind of skipped over a lot of these guys. Brees Hall skipped over going up against Philly's defense. We saw what they just did to uh, Tyron Williams last week. Jameer Gibbs is out. Uh, James Conner on the IR. Uh, Brian Robinson. Uh, I had a lot of them in the showdown last week uh, against the Bears, and they just got totally smoked. Um, Atlanta is actually top five run defense this year so far. So um, I stayed away from Brian Robinson. Um, next guy I wrote up was Alexander Madison. If there was a week for Madison to do it, it's going to be this week. Um, Cam Akers is still there. He's still floating around. He's still taking away carries. But if Madison, you know, if if, I think the Vikings are going to win this game without having Justin Jefferson, I think it's got to be a Madison game. Uh, Yeah. So this one, if memory serves me, the bears are 30th and I guess the, Fantasy points given up per game. I mean, really bad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're, yeah, the Bears are trash kind of all around on the defense. Um, you know, they played really well last week in, in prime time, but I just, I don't know. Like, it, it, it feels, it feels, it feels gross to play Madison. It really does just because he hasn't done anything. And, you know, if I get burned, I get burned, but I think he's, uh, you know, they don't have any Justin Jefferson. You know, you have a, a, a green wide receiver one now in Jordan Addison. You still have TJ Hawkinson and KJ Osborne, but um, you know, they're not the receivers that uh, they're not the receiver that Justin Jefferson is. So uh, I can see them trying to lean on Madison. And if he gets if he gets started and gets hot, I think that's how the Vikings win that game. Um, but I'm on the other side of it at, at the moment. Um, skipped over Rashad White, skipped over uh, Ramondre Stevenson. We talked about Khalil Herbert being on the IR. Uh, skipped over Jerome Ford going up against San Francisco. I skipped over Damian Pierce going up against New Orleans. Miles Sanders is out. Uh, then you start getting into a lot of backups, so like Zamir White for Las Vegas. Now there is some value down here, um, starting with Amari uh, DiMercato or yeah, DiMercato. Um, he came in in relief of James Conner after he went down for Arizona. Uh, the Rams defense isn't the, isn't the greatest against the run. They're still middle of the pack, um, but He's got a, you know, if he's getting all the touches, which I don't think he is, I want to yeah. say Keontae. Let me, let, not to interrupt, but yeah, Keontae Ingram today, um, he's a full gopher this weekend. And he's actually, earlier in the week was mentioned that he's he's listed as the lead back. So probably yeah. 50 split or 40-60. I still like DeMarcado on this, but not as much as I would without Ingram. Yeah, if Ingram was still out, yeah, it'd be a lock and load play for me at forty nine hundred, and um, and and I was I was thinking about it because I I had James Conner in a couple season long fantasy leagues, 
and I picked up Dean Mercado and then somebody else picked up Keontae Ingram. And I was like, yeah, you gotta be kidding me. So, and I, I kind of, I was a little late to jump the gun, but I think you're right. I think it's a 50, 50 split. Um, but to me, you know, Dean Mercado is going to have the chip on his shoulder, you know, undrafted rookie, something to prove he's going to be given the opportunity. So, um, if he, if he, if he gets, you know, 10, you know, 10 attempts and then maybe some passing game work, who knows? And, and I mean, Keontae Ingram's just kind of, he's coming off injury too. That's what so, I've been on the injury report all, all week, but he got pulled off last on Friday. So, right. And, 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 and the only thing that would think to me is, you know, yeah, he didn't play week four, wasn't super involved in the other two weeks um, where Di Mercado, Di Mercado's kind of been involved every week. Um, week one, not so much, but yeah, week two, week three, and then week four with uh, Ingram being out was, was in there quite a bit. Um, so, but interesting play. Um, another, I didn't write this guy up, but uh, Cam Akers, if for some reason he gets hot and gets going at 4,800 against, you know, the, the third worst rushing defense in the league. You know, Cam Akers could have a coming out party as well. Um, then the only other guy that I wrote up this week was, uh, when we talked about him, was uh, Deonta Foreman. So no Herbert. Roshan Johnson's been ruled out. The Bears, I mean, the only other running back they have is, I think, a old that uh robert burns yeah they just signed him off the practice squad and then the only other guy was the guy that was the fullback that they were running last week after herbert went out so foreman at 4400 15 points is 4x or or pretty damn close so yep. 15 points against um going up against minnesota i i it, it's gross because you know, Justin Fields runs a lot. He's been throwing the ball a lot better. But uh, I'm telling you, if, you, if Foreman gets even, you know, if he can get 12 to 15 carries and put up, you know, 80 yards, yep. that's eight points right there. And if he's involved at all, or, you know, if he falls into the end zone, so, you know, falls in the end zone, that's 14 points. All you need is 80, 80 and a touchdown. 80 and a well, touchdown, he's there. Was that your last guy? Yeah, that was the last guy I had. I mean, I, I like Ahmed, um, but like I mean, we've been talking. He's been kind of he's been hurt too and and pulled out. So, but yeah, that would be the last guy I got. So I don't know if you had anybody else that you really liked. Yeah, I'm okay with Mixon. I mean, Mixon's not done a lot, but uh, Seattle's defense is not good against the run. And the guy I really think needs to be mentioned is Chuba Hubbard. Um, without Miles Sanders. He's sitting at forty three hundred, and I think the opportunity is there. If 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 I had to choose between Foreman and Hubbard, I think I'm going Hubbard. Yeah, and you know what? Now that you say that, like I mean, because yeah, when I po I posted this article this morning, and the Sanders news came out after that. So, exactly. But yeah, Chuba Hubbard deserves to be in there. You're one hundred percent right. Um, nine attempts. So I mean, and and Sanders played the whole game last week, didn't he? Or did he go yeah, out? I don't in the middle know. Of he, he may have gotten hurt the last in the fourth but i mean he he pretty much played the whole game so yeah and i mean and even even and it was kind of i guess you're talking blow a little bit of a blowout but every week you know hubbard's gotten got 14 carries in week four he got nine carries in week five um you know he, he's been getting work so and he knows the offense and yeah going up against miami 
Miami's defense is a little bit better than what they've been in years past. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're still middle of the pack. They can still get torched. Um, yeah, I think Chuba Hubbard might be a lock and load play. I, th- I think so. So that's all I had as well. Do we want to? Yep, let's another- break for. Yep, we'll hit another commercial and we'll jump into uh, wide receivers. Transform your body into a canvas of exquisite storytelling and profound self expression with the skilled hands of Ryan Allison. Craft custom masterpieces that tell your unique story together. Ryan specializes in color tattoos as well as black and gray. He also practices a diverse range of styles, whether you're passionate about anime, fantasy, mythology, pop culture, video games, movies, the esoteric, nature, creatures, dot work, black work, or you have your own ideas, Ryan embraces your distinct vision with an unwavering commitment to passion, precision, and originality. Each project he undertakes is a labor of dedication, a fusion of research, artistic ingenuity, and profound symbolism. His commitment to authenticity is nothing short of remarkable, infusing his very soul into every creation. From half and full sleeves to body suits, awesome back pieces, to majestic front panels, Ryan is the artist for anyone seeking powerful, breathtaking artwork. With every stroke of his needle, he weaves a tale that's as unique as you are. Don't settle for ordinary tattoos when you can elevate your ink to the extraordinary with Ryan Allison. Embark on your creative journey by booking a consultation with him and proudly exhibit your story on your skin. Visit Ryan at Why Not Ink Studio in North Park Mall or check out his portfolio online at ryanallison.art. Ryan Allison Tattoos. When you choose me, you're not just getting a tattoo, you're getting an experience. So we're now going to turn to wide receiver preview, and um, I've been I've been assigned that task, so we'll run over them real quick with you. My first one I listed here was the overall top price player, uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek and and Waddle are playing against the Panthers, and their individual prices are ninety three hundred for Hill, seventy six hundred for Waddle. Uh, next guy I've got listed here is um, Cooper Cup. What a, what a comeback for him last week. He's been out the whole season, and he comes back, and pretty amazing on his comeback. So him and him and Nakua playing the Cardinals, you're sitting at 9000 and $8,000. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to pay up for, for Cup, but uh, still I think he deserves a shout-out for the way he played. and. If you wanted to work that way, you certainly could. My guy that uh, actually our guy that we both we both chose is the next guy that I have listed is going to be Jamar, Jamar Chase. I, I I feel in some ways I'm point chasing after after three touchdowns, but still I love the matchup. So we got him sitting at 8,300, and like I said, T. Higgins returned to a full practice today. So I don't mind him. He's at 6,400. So I kind of like both those guys. Then the next guy down here, you always have to list the uh, pair of A.J. Brown and um, Devontae Smith. They're sitting at, let's see, what do we got? 8,000 and 7,400 respectively. 
I also like Devontae Adams and Devontae sitting at 8,100. Uh, a guy that's in Jordan's lineup, DJ Moore sitting at 6,500. Um, I don't mind this, even though he's been really inconsistent with Zach Wilson at, at, at the quarterback helm. Garrett Wilson, he's playing versus the Eagles at 6,000. A guy that's been hit or miss all year, I hope he hits because he's in my he's in my uh, league of record. Nico Collins, he's playing the Saints at 5,600. Uh, don't love this guy, but it's kind of for the price. I don't mind him. Uh, Drake London playing against the commanders at 4,800. I skipped over this guy. I should have already mentioned him. Amon Ross St. Brown. He was sitting at, I believe, 7,700. And then his counterpart to go with him is um, Josh Reynolds sitting at 4,600. Reynolds has been Pretty good. I'm kind of interested to see where Jamison Williams starts fitting into the puzzle. And like I mentioned earlier, Sam Laporta right now is questionable. Missed practice on Thursday, came back to a practice today. It was just a walkthrough. So I don't, you know, I haven't played football myself, but walkthrough really doesn't mean he did much. So we'll see where he goes from there. I've already mentioned the fact that he's in my lineup, Josh Downs at 4,100. I also didn't didn't mind uh, Michael Pittman sitting at sixty three hundred. Also, we've already talked a little bit about the Vikings receivers. I've late from memory, Jordan had Osborne in his, and we've already mentioned Jordan Addison. Both of those are viable viable plays this week. And I kind of love the Jaguars. Um, got Calvin Ridley, and and in my lineup we went with. Um, uh, what uh, Christian Kirk? They were sitting at sixty-seven, and I really like the reduced price of Kirk at fifty-four hundred. And last but not least, also in my lineup was Adam Thielen playing at the Lions at fifty-nine hundred. Jordan, is there anybody you'd like to add in? Yeah, I think we talked about all the big name guys. We talked about Waddle. Um, I was so I had Godwin uh, written in my lineup just because I think that matchup's a uh, pretty good for. DFS, um, but that was when Mike Evans was kind of he was hurt. So um, now that now that Mike Evans was a full participant in practice, uh, you know I don't I, I I'm off of him a little bit. I think they're still good. He uh, Godwin had his best output of the year last week. Uh, Eleven targets, caught eight of them for 114 yards. Or, I'm sorry, not last week, but week four. So getting some rest and then coming back and going home and playing against a high-powered Detroit team like. I think he's, I think he, both him, Evans and Godwin both have the upside. Um, we talked about Ridley, talked about Moore, talked about Pittman, um, Garrett Wilson. I was on Garrett Wilson. I really like that. Um, somebody who I didn't write up, but I was kind of intrigued with was uh, DK Metcalf. Um, now he was, he was hurt and not practicing to start the week. So um, I had Tyler Lockett written up, but uh, DK, he practiced in full today. So, um, and and when they wrote the report here, uh, the Seahawks hadn't finished practice yet, but he was out there and he was running routes. So <clears throat> um, we talked about DJ Moore. We talked about Michael Pittman, Garrett Wilson, Adam Thielen. Um, 
one guy that I didn't write up who I read some good things about and is in a revenge game, if you believe those kind of narratives, uh, Jacoby Myers. So Devonta Adams, is he's healthy, or at least they're saying he's healthy. Sorry about my cat. Um, so they're saying he's healthy. He's saying he's healthy. But, um, you know, if there's one thing Bill Belichick does, that's try to shut down your number one guy. The number one guy on the Raiders is Devontae Adams. If they double him and they they, they decide that they're going to uh, try to shut him down, Jacoby Myers in a revenge narrative, 5,800. He had 10 targets last week. He's had um, he's had double-digit targets in, in three of the four games that he's played. Um, I could see this one being a, a good game for Jacoby Myers. Yeah, for um, averaging almost 17 fantasy uh, PPR points per game, I think, as well, which is kind of a shocking stat. Yeah, he's uh, he's been great. Um, yep, I wrote up Christian Kirk. Um, Drake London, I had Drake London. So uh, I was I was glad I was happy to hear you say that. Um, I had Tyler Boyd written up, but that was only if Higgins was out uh, with Higgins being back. Um, now, and now it still says that Higgins is a game-time decision. He did practice in full, but he's still, he's still a um, – Zach Taylor said he's a game time decision. So he's still got a questionable tag. He did practice in full. You're right. Um, But keep an eye out for that. So if if they do hold him out because of the rib, I I like Tyler Boyd at 4,600. Talked about Josh Reynolds. Talked about KJ Osborne. Talked about Josh Downs. Um, Two guys that I really like that are kind of um, bottom of the barrel. DJ Chark and Jonathan Mingo. Um, Shark is 4,000. Jonathan Mingo's 3,500. Um, playing up against the Miami team where I think they're going to have to throw a lot. They're both, they're both getting pretty close to the same amount of targets and on the field for the same amount of time. Um, let me just check my notes here. Jacksonville. Nope. That's not it. There it is. Carolina. So DJ Shark and Jonathan Mingo, both of them are on the field for, damn near all the snaps, um, and their target share is pretty well the same. Uh, Jonathan Mingo is actually on the field less, but getting more targets. So do with that what you will. Um, but at $3,500 in a game where they're going to have to throw, I, I, you know, if you needed to get to the bottom of the barrel, I, Jonathan Mingo is an interesting play. Um, and then I had uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba written up, but now that DK Metcalf's practicing, um, he really hasn't done much. But if he was going to be thrust into the wide receiver two role, um, I had him. But since Metcalf's back, I'm kind of off of him now. I think Ken Jig was going to be a guy as we carry forward for, carry forward to the um, rest of the season. Now that they're coming off a bye, you'll start seeing him more involved. But I don't know if it'll be enough this week in a DFS play. But somebody I would want to I would want to keep a stash on my bench and redraft for sure. Oh, yeah. All right, let's hit one more commercial here, and then uh, we'll we'll wrap things up with tight ends and defense. For fantasy sake, has teamed up with Route ninety six Boutique to raise a little more cash for Toys for Tots this season. From September tenth until the end of November, ten percent of all purchases made with Route ninety six on Sundays will be donated to us for our Toys for Tots drive. At Route ninety six, they believe in girl power. They want a place that people of all shapes and sizes can shop and feel empowered and beautiful. They want you to be the best you possible 
and they are committed to bringing you different styles while also providing some basics to express the true you. You can find them on Facebook and at Route96Boutique.com. Yes, DJ, the cat is making a cameo. This is Callie. Hey, so hey, she, hey. Just, she just likes to hang out and have a good old time. Um, that sounds like a fun time. <laughs> so let's hey, get into babe. these tight ends here. It could be the mascot of the show. Yeah, she's she's a good cat. She's an outside cat. She comes. She's like a dog. She comes inside when you tell her to. And but I like her. Have I used to have one like that? Yeah, she's starting to shed a lot, so there's hair everywhere. All right, tight ends. Here we go. Um, so first one, most expensive on the slate. So we don't have you know we don't have your typical uh, Travis Kelsey on here. So uh, T.J. Hawkinson takes it down at sixty six hundred. Um, He's pretty involved regardless, but with Jefferson being on the IR now, um, I think he is. Uh, I, I think he's a great play against a team that doesn't defend in the secondary very well at all. Um, tight ends have had huge games, so I think uh, I think Hawkinson's definitely worth the pay up price, uh, especially if you're going to uh, look at stacking that game. Um, I didn't write up Laporta just with him being hurt. I wasn't entirely sure. Um, same thing with George Kittle. George Kittle had a pop game last time out, but he did it all off touchdowns. He had uh, he had three catches, or yeah, three catches off four targets for sixty-seven yards and three touchdowns. So every catch he had went for a touchdown, uh, scored twenty-seven point seven points. But before that, just hasn't been doing it. Four point nine, six, sixteen, and then two points the week before that. So. Um, He's always liable to go off for those big games. I'm not chasing it. Cleveland's defense is still pretty legit. Um, so I won't be on Kittle at all. Not at 5K. Um, a guy that uh, I, I hate to chase games. I really do. But a guy who had a fantastic game out last week, and I had in my lineup at one point, and I took him out, Dallas Goddard. This man went ham last week. Nine targets, eight catches, 117 yards, and a touchdown. He gets uh, the the second worst defense against the position now, so um, Dallas Goddard is somebody that I definitely will have in my lineups. Um, Cole Komet, Cole Komet, uh, Justin Fields has thrown eight touchdowns in his last two games, and Komet's caught three of them. So, and I think DJ Moore might have had the other five. He had so four. He, he had four. Yeah, DJ so, had um, four. Komet had three. Everybody else unknown had one. Probably, probably, yeah, that, probably like the you stole my touchdown. Adam Rank likes to talk about. So yeah, um, so he's a red zone threat. They look for him in the red zone, and he's pretty athletic, so he gets open in the middle of the field. So uh, I do like Komet. Um, I skipped over Ingram. I skipped over Hunter Henry. Um, I will probably never play Tyler Higby ever again. Now that um, he used to get a ton of targets. And was you know usually the number two option in this in this offense. He just never did anything with them. And now with the emergence of Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup coming back, I mean Higby's going to be an afterthought. He's going to be a blocker. He had three targets, so he's he had uh, seven, five, and eleven targets in his three games prior to week five. Last week he comes out has three targets, catches two of them for twenty yards. I just to me Higby, uh, I think his Higby's fantasy uh, value is definitely going to go down. Um, and you never know what you're going to get with Taysom Hill. So I skipped over Taysom Hill, skipped over David and Joku going up against San Francisco, skipped up over Schultz 
Uh, Schultz going up against New Orleans. I got back down to Zach Ertz. Um, everybody was on Zach Ertz last week. He's been getting volume. He didn't do too bad last week. He only had two catches, but he had a touchdown, so he scored nine points. Um, but I, I don't mind going back to him because the volume is there. Um, somebody that we do agree on, Kyle Pitts. Um, it looked like that was the first time last week that Atlanta realized that this guy was even on their team. Um, he's been, but he's been the number one target. He's the, the number one in target share on this team at this season. He just doesn't do anything. And it just, and it bugs me so much because he is such an athletic guy. Um, now that he's priced a thousand dollars lower than he was in week one, I have no problem taking a shot. He scores, you know, if he scores what he did last week and scores, you know, 12 to 15 points, He's at 4X, and uh, he's helping keep you on pace for a tournament. Somebody who I really love this week uh, at the same price point, Logan Thomas. Um, probably one of the best tight ends in the game when he's when he's healthy, but it seems like he always has to deal with concussions. Uh, 11 targets last week, caught nine of them for 77 and a touchdown. Kind of the same thing as, uh, as uh, Dallas Goddard. Do I expect that kind of output? No. Um, but at 3,500... So last week he was 3,100. He had 21.7 points. That's 7x his salary. Seven times the salary. That's way better than anybody else below him. Um, Johnu Smith. So I didn't realize that Johnu Smith was the one getting all the work. Um, consistently targeted six times, eight times, six times, seven times in the last four games on the Falcons. Um, at 3,400, I mean, he's only $100 cheaper than um, than Kyle Pitts. I definitely liked him better when he was below three grand. Now that he's at 3,400, it's kind of hard to justify, especially if Pitts is starting to take some targets away from him. Um, yeah. Last week, I think there was about a three or $400 difference between the prices, and now it's only $100 difference. And like yeah. you said, prior to last week, John A. had gotten all the work. So. Yeah. Um, I skipped over Tyler Conklin, but he's always live for a touchdown. Uh, Kate Otten. So Detroit's been good against the run. They've been good against the pass. The one thing they haven't been good against is the, uh, is the tight end position. He gets looks. Um, he's getting, you know, he's getting anywhere from um, three to three to four targets a game. He's been pretty productive with them at, at 3,200. You know, if he gets you 10 points, that's three X. Um, Hayden Hurst, uh, the Tommy Trimble touchdown last week scares me a little bit, but um, Hayden Hurst going up against Miami D were the same thing. You know, they're pretty, pretty, pretty decent against the run in the past, just not the greatest against the tight end. Um, and he was really week one. I was all over Hayden Hurst, and I haven't talked about him since. And I think this could be another week where you know he catches a couple and then catch scores a touchdown. And then somebody at three K that I really like, um, Noah Fant. So Noah Fant, it's always hard to judge between him and Will Disley, but Noah Fant's been very consistent this year. Um, 9.6 points, 8.1, 8.3, and then he had a bye last week. So he's getting work, he's getting looks, and not only does he get looks, he gets looks deep down the field. Um, he had two catches last week, or uh, in week four before the bye for 63 yards. So, that, one, that one where he almost scored it was an amazing play on his part. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's definitely good out in space. He can definitely get away and break tackles. So, um, I do like uh, I do like Noah Fan, but that's 
I think that's it. I didn't have anybody. I didn't have anybody lower than him. That wasn't just a, you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys out here who are, who, who come in on goal line sets and, you know, maybe just follow the end zone, but that's all I had for tight ends. There's one name and I, you may have mentioned, but I didn't hear you mention him. Evan Ingram. Hundred. So, yeah, I, I didn't write him down. I kind of skipped over him. I just at at the forty five hundred price point. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pay up to forty five hundred, I feel like I can just get to Goddard or Komet. Um, and like I said, that's just that's just my opinion. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Evan Ingram. You look at his. I mean, he's he's gotten at least eight targets the last four. I mean, exactly eight targets the last four weeks, and he catches them. And he does stuff with them. Um, has yet to score a touchdown this year, though. Hasn't scored a touchdown. So, uh, just think, you know, I mean, on some of these games where he's putting up 13 points, if he scores a touchdown on top of that, he, uh, 20 points, uh, that's, that's 4X. And this is actually the cheapest he's been all year. So, not by much. But 4500 is a couple hundred dollars less than what he's been. <clears throat> all right, let's close it out with some defenses here. Um, I don't like paying all the way up for defense, but uh, this might be the week. 49ers at 4K facing the Browns who are going to be led by P.J. Walker. Yep. P.J. Walker is a, turn- a turnover machine. We saw it in his time in Carolina. Um, the 49ers aren't a great scoring defense, but this might be the week. I honestly don't um, scored a touchdown all year. Yeah. No, and like I said, this might and this is where this is where you get a little contrarian and stay away from Christian McCaffrey and any of the other pieces from San Francisco and just play their defense. Um because it, you know, they, they, it could be you could very well see the 49ers get out to a, a three touchdown lead and two of those be uh uh defensive touchdowns. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Uh next one right below that, the Raiders at thirty nine hundred. The the Patriots have scored a total of three points in their last two games. The Raiders' defense isn't as stout at the cow as the Cowboys or the Saints, but watching Max Crosby in prime time last week, that dude is a freak of nature. He is all over the field making tackles. If he can have that kind of effect on Mac Jones, I think uh, I think the Raiders at thirty nine hundred could play big. You know, could be pay off in big dividends. Um, skipped over the Eagles. I skipped over the Rams. The next defense I wrote up was the Falcons. Um, the Bears had a field day against the Commanders last time out. The Falcons are a little bit better than middle of the road and could make uh, Howell's life hell for the second week. So I, I fully expect the Commanders, after having uh, 10 days off, to uh, definitely address their offensive line and what happened against the Bears. But um, the Falcons have been a pretty decent defense all year. Um, right below that at 3,500, the Dolphins. Uh, Bryce Young's not good. He hasn't been good all year. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to throw pick six. Um, you know, at $3,500, the Dolphins against Bryce Young, I like that. Um, I skipped over the Jags, skipped over the Saints, skipped over the Colts. The next one I went to is uh, is the Commanders. Um, and this is, a, this is a grosser play, but I kind of thought, like, trying to find somebody kind of in the middle tier. Um, Ritter was the second highest scoring fantasy quarterback last week but the commanders still have a solid defense. Um, you know, if, if the commanders are 
going to try to shore up their offensive line and their defense. I definitely think they uh, they could cause Ritter to uh, have a few mistakes. Um, with how hot the Bears have been lately, I don't like the Vikings. Um, the Seahawks and the Bengals, I don't like them. I don't like Houston against New Orleans. I don't got like the Jets against Philly. You talked about the Lions against Tampa Bay. Um, we did talk about how Baker Mayfield's been a little bit better this year, but he's still a uh, he's still not good. So uh, I definitely do like I like that play, especially for a twenty seven hundred dollar defense. Um, I skipped over the Patriots, and uh, then the next team I went to was the Bears. So they just played a fantastic game against the Commanders. They're twenty five hundred dollars, and Minnesota just lost its best offensive weapon. Kirk Cousins will make mistakes. It's in Chicago. I, th- I think as far as getting down, I don't want to go any lower than these guys. Um, but yeah, I think the Bears, uh, I think the Bears defense could uh, could surprise some people. And, and like I said, I mean, if they're, if they're put up 10 points, I mean, that's that's four extra salary right there. So and I think that's a, a big possibility. They just have to keep Kirk Cousins contained. And I think they can do that. Uh, but yeah, Cardinals against the Rams, no thanks. Bucks against the Lions, no thanks. Browns against San Francisco, no thanks. I mean, I guess you could play the Panthers. You could make a case for it um, against Miami, but um, Miami also just does. They don't turn the ball over. They haven't punted. Um, they just don't give the Panthers a whole lot of opportunities. So I just, you can make a case, but I just don't think it's there. So the Bears would be the lowest I would go this week. If I had to have a salary saver. I don't expect the 49ers to turn the ball over really, but I would, I, I, Browns have been really good on defense. So if I had to have a salary saver out of those bottom five defenses, I'd take the Browns, but yeah, that sucks. But 2,300, you can buy yourself a lot of room elsewhere. So maybe they can get a couple yeah. of or whatever. Right. Yeah. I know we had, so, and it's funny because as we, if we, once we get into these bets, these last year bets here. Um, so the boys and I, I've been talking all week long about the the Browns and 49ers game. So when the line opened up, the line opened up at four and a half. And myself and I think Nick and uh and um God now I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh Jesus. Anyway, not Jesus, but um so we were all talking and we we're all kind of talking about it and we're like, um, yeah, like I think that's way too low. So I ended up getting the 49ers at minus five, and now the line's doubled. So um, yeah, I, I just, I, I like the 49ers and I, I think, I don't know, it could be a trap, but we'll see what happens. So did you have any picks this week, Jordan? Yeah. So you can't get this line anymore, but I locked in the 49ers at minus five. Um, the bears, I locked them in there. I mean, honestly, I locked them in at plus three. Cause I thought after Jefferson got hurt that the line would change. But uh, it's still at plus three, so you can still get that. So I like the Bears plus three. And then um, I think the Seahawks are still getting a lot of credit for um, how good they kind of started the year. I mean, they're the only team that's given the Lions a loss, but they play a lot worse away from uh, away from home, and they travel to the Bengals, and the Bengals are only given two and a half. So I like the Bengals to beat them by more than a field goal. Yeah, I've got the Bengals as well. Even though I don't like to lay this many points, I took the Dolphins minus 13 and a half versus the Panthers. I've got the Falcons minus two and a half versus the Commanders. I like the Bucks at home um, 
getting three and a half versus the Lions. And the last two, I took the Sunday night game, the Bills minus 14. Like I said, I don't like to lay that kind of points. I just don't see the Giants doing anything. Versus, so the Bills minus 14 versus the Giants. And last but not least, I like the Chargers at home on Monday night getting two and a half versus the Cowboys. Yeah, I just uh, – the Cowboys disappoint me every year, man, every single year. I just – I don't know what to do. I just – Dak's not the answer. I've said it since they decided to give him the big contract. And he just – every single week I watch and I get hopeful and, and just getting just just destroyed by San Francisco last week is just – Oh, I just I couldn't watch the rest of the game. I turned that thing off. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me, boys!" Like this is ridiculous. Yeah, that game was so, over. Um, I, uh, I I could see the a scenario where the Cowboys win, but but not not by enough points. It's just so I went with the Chargers at home. I I think the Chargers are a pretty good team. Yeah, I definitely think they've. Uh, but uh. Pretty shitty coach. Yeah, they're starting. They're starting so, to click on all cylinders. They should have Austin Eckler back. They're coming off a bye week. I mean, it's a recipe for success. So, yeah, I really, I, I kind of like that game for sure. So, do we have any additional comments, or are we ready to sign out of here? No, man. I think that, I think we're good. Uh, I think we've hit yeah an hour and ten minutes. Uh, kind of weird. Nobody on tonight. There must be a lot of stuff going on. There was a DJ gave me a. A shout out about the, the cameo for the cat. But uh usually we have some questions, man. I've actually shared it to Facebook, I shared it to uh shared it to X, I shared it to to not YouTube. I don't have a YouTube account, but uh shared it to all the platforms. Usually we get, you know, like eight or nine people jumping in and Josh is usually here asking questions and a couple other people that I know and nobody tonight. It's kinda kinda sad. Well hope hopefully we had some listeners and hopefully we helped somebody in their lineup. So Yeah. Nope. I, I tell you guys, I tell you what, I, like I said, like, like you said last week, I've been, uh, I've been right there. That's really all we can ask for is to be right there and, and we'll take down the big one in due time for sure. Like you said, you've hit, you've done it a couple of times before. So. Yeah. So and I, I usually key, you know, I, what I, what I have on my sheet and what I have in my article that you can find on Substack, man. I mean, that's usually what I typically play and what I, you know, I, I talked about it all last week. If you, if you listen to me at all last week, talk about uh Brees Hall and David Montgomery, um, you should have smashed, should have smashed. I mean, that was right. There was 50 points. And then, uh, I kind of jumped on the Jamar chase, uh, hit the, the train a little bit late, but I mean, between those three guys, I had 120 points. So like I said, if, if, if my quarterback, I had, I think I had Josh Dobbs in my best lineup and, uh, and he had every opportunity to kind of throw the ball, but um, you know, I, I was missing a, a quarterback and a, and a defense, and I was taking down some tournaments. But uh, I, you know, I'll take the little bit of money I won. Oh, exactly. That's what it all boils down to. Number one, fun. Number two, bringing home a little bit of money, and hopefully bringing down the big one. So yeah, I like I like the sweat. So so Jordan, where can where can they find you? So, yeah, you can follow me at jfantasy underscore sports on X. Um, I write the Substack article, the DFS Deep Dive, every single week. Um, it comes out Friday mornings at uh, 10 a.m. So I usually work on that all week. Uh, this week, like I said, a lot of injuries coming out late uh, between last night and then this morning. So I try to have it, uh, I try to have it pretty well done and scheduled 
uh, Thursday night after the Thursday night game. And, uh, yeah, there was just a lot of stuff that broke this morning that I didn't quite catch. So can they, can they find that, that article there on, on your uh, X page? Yep. So I, I posted, I posted to, to at J fantasy sports, um, on X usually every morning about 10 o'clock on Fridays. Uh, I also share it to my Facebook page. So if you follow me on Facebook, just Jordan Fernan. Um, but then, yeah, then every Friday night, Brian and I are breaking it down on the Four Frequency Sake Network, man. 7.15, tune in. It's a good time. We have a good time. So, Well, as for me, you can always find me at Bandygrad92 on X. I uh, don't – please remember that there's a Sunday main show from 10 a.m. to 11.30. Uh, you, like, like Jordan said, we're part of the Four Frequency Sake Network. And we have this. We have our DFS show every Friday night, and then do the main show on Sunday. And any of our stuff you can find at our individual X pages. And we want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, when you listen to this, it'll be before you set your lineups. You'll bring down the big one. And hope everybody enjoys the week six games. And thanks again for uh, tuning in, and have a great weekend. See you guys later. <laughs>